are God's children. We are not hopeless. We're what He's building. We can be unfinished just to be His image and bring in the light to the land of the living. We're not God's problem. We are His children. So don't let nobody tell you otherwise. The truth is in your Father's eyes, and anything else is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. When the Savior meets human nature. chocolates ever and I'm thinking about all the ingredients in this chocolate bar and I'm like man I want you to know that you're rich too just like that as a Christian you got all them ingredients in you you've been patient and gentle and loving and caring with people and you've been passionate and and have compassion and them are the ingredients of a person that loves Jesus okay so as we look at the ingredients of uh, of a chocolate bar I want you to have them same ingredients inside of you as someone that loves the Lord, okay? So I want you to know that God made you with that. You're rich. You're rich with qualities like that. You're rich in that, and you have an abundance of it inside of you. Should be oozing out of you like when you bite into this one, caramel and almonds are just going to hit your tongue, right? So I, so I was thinking about you guys today, but I'm not going to do anything right now till I get the title. Put the title up. So good morning. But we're going to add to all these ingredients that are already in your life. They're at work in your life right now. So the Bible says this. It says, my title is this. It says, do good, be rich in good works, and be willing to distribute. I'm going to give this chocolate bar away. Who wants it? Y'all put your hand up at once. Dan, pick somebody. Dan, I got another one. I got another one. Pass that one away, too. And this is my wife's favorite candy. And, you know, I could get a lot from my wife with these candies, and she ain't here yet. And I could have dinner served and a foot massage today if, if I gave this to her. But I'm thinking of all of you, and I'm going to have Dan give them away so I don't hit you in the head with the candy, okay? So he, we're going to give you some chocolate today because I'm thinking of you. Be willing to distribute, right? Be willing to give away. I didn't get coffee today so I could stop and get you guys chocolate this morning, get you all amped up, right? Be willing to distribute and be willing to communicate, okay? Guys listening? Don't pay attention to the chocolate right now. Pay attention up here. Let me have your attention. Do good. Be rich in good works. Be willing to distribute and be willing to communicate. Do you know that inside of your tongue you have the power to lift someone's day by saying, I love you. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, family. Thank you for being together. But not only does this actions do something for us inside our heart, but I'm going to show you what it does for us in Scripture, okay? So put the Scripture up. 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19 says it like this. It says, charge them that are rich in this world. And today I'm charging you with all the ingredients that are inside of you. It says, charge them that are rich in this world 
that they may not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. And I'm telling you, money and all that other stuff is uncertain riches. But in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, like the chocolate we just gave away, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come. I want you to look at 19. When you do all these things, it it provides a stability in your life. It makes you a constant. It makes you stable. You're not shaking like the world that around us is shaking because the world around us is shaking right now. A lot of anxiety, anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of unknown, a lot of concern. That's the way the world acts, but not in the house of God. In the house of God, when you do these things, it, it helps you with stability. It helps you be secure in, in who you are. It helps you know that you're, you're operating in the way God wants you to operate, by doing good to others, by willing to distribute, by willing to communicate. And so I want that for us, family. When all the world is shaking and quaking, I want them to look at the church and they're like, man, they're, they are stable. They are constant. There's no, they're not worried about nothing. How does that happen? They live in the same world as us, but they're not worried about nothing. Our confidence comes in the Lord. And when he asks us to do something, we do all these things. So that way he gives us that confidence, that stability. Amen. That's the word of God speaking. Give the Lord some praise. The last verse of that scripture says it like this. That we that do these things may lay a hold on eternal life. We're going to a better place, an eternal life. No more pain, no more suffering. I was talking to Judy. She had to go get shots of cortisone. No more shots of cortisone in your body. No more pain, family. We're going to that place. But we have to lay a hold of the eternal life God has for us. Noted, I, re- I rewrote it a little bit. Can you put it up there, that, that quote after this? If I could say it in, in just the easier terms, it says this. Work diligently at richly performing good deeds with the resources that God has given you, with what you have. Put your whole heart into using those resources to leave people in better shape than they were before you acted on their behalf. Can, today, when you're around people, can you leave somebody in, better, in a better place than they were? Can you be encouraging? Can you be like, I see you. I see you. And I, and I just want you to know that some, I love you and the Lord loves you. If you could do something like that, it would lift them up, right? So go ahead and put the first picture up. Today... I'm asking you, family, take hold of what is truly life. Take hold of that today. Life was never meant for us alone and to be selfish. Life was meant for us to give to other people, to live, to live selfish, selfish, selflessly, right? Put up the, first, the next one. You're only as solid as what you build on. Maybe you walked into this house and you feel a little shaky, feel a little unnerved, you're not sure where, how you stand or even if you're standing on stable ground. You're only as solid as what you build on. So can we build on them principles? Can we build on that so that this next week you feel a little bit, you feel you're like your step is a little bit more secure. You feel like, man, I'm feeling stable. I'm feeling constant. And God is with me. I can feel him with me. Put up the next picture. Life begins once Jesus becomes the reason you live it. Okay. Life begins when, once Jesus becomes the reason you live it. Lift your hands towards heaven. 
Let's ask the Lord for help in this area this week for our lives. Together as a family. I confess that God's spirit speaks to me and helps me know exactly where I am supposed to sow my life. I am serious about my giving. Therefore, I sow carefully and thoughtfully. My life is not to be spent selfishly or only on myself. For God has richly blessed me so I could be a rich blessing to others for the sake of the gospel. I therefore use my resources to do good works that will leave people in better condition than they were before I gave. I'm excited about living my life as a generous, open-hearted, open-handed giver. Therefore, God continues to richly bless me, for he knows I will be a channel through which his blessings can keep flowing out to those who need it. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Let's just reverence the Lord. Bow your heads real quick as we pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to distribute chocolate and just lift somebody's heart for a minute, God. You work in all things if we just pay attention to it, God. I pray that you would empower us to speak life, to speak good words into people, to be able to set our eyes on somebody that needs their eye, our eyes set on them, to acknowledge them, to tell them that you're beautiful and they're, they're, they're just awesome. And that I know Pastor said it in the first service to a lady. He says, your smile blesses me. God, we, help us to see the people you see. Help us to get the people in our hearts that you have in your heart, Lord. Today is all about you, Lord, and you're in our hearts and you're in our thoughts right now. So I pray that you would fill this room with your presence. Let us just have an amazing service with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Welcome to Thrive Church. Take a moment, walk around, say hello, and then come back and worship with us. This is my prayer in the desert When all that's within me feels dry This is my prayer in my hunger and need My God is a God who provides And this is my prayer in the fire In weakness or trial or pain And there is a faith through more worth than gold so refine me, Lord, through the flames. I will bring praise. I will bring praise. No weapon formed against me shall remain. I will rejoice. I will declare. God is my victory and he is here. He is here. And this is my prayer in when triumph is still on its way And I am a conquering co-heir with Christ So firm on His promise I'll stand I will bring praise, I will bring praise No weapon formed against me shall remain I will rejoice, I will declare God is my victory and He is here I will bring praise, I will bring praise, no weapon formed against me shall remain. 
all of my life. All of my life, in every season, you are still God. I have a reason to see. I have a reason to worship. All of my life, in every season, you are still God. I have a reason to see. To worship all of my life in every season, you are still God. I have a reason to see, I have a reason to worship. I will bring praise, I will bring praise. No weapon formed against me shall remain. I will rejoice. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. God is good. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Love that song. Man, I love those words. Uh, All of my life in every season. I think about the seasons of life, and I think about how you go through hard times. How many guys know you've been through hard times? Some of you guys are going through a hard time right now. And... uh, there's a story that we read about in God's word. We sing about it. We're going to sing a song right now that just talks about how God is always with us. 
even when you don't see him at first or it's hard to acknowledge like, God, where are you? And if we're being honest, we all feel that way from time to time. I believe in you, Lord. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna abandon my faith, but it's hard to know uh, sometimes where you are. And that's the time where we have to have faith like we've never had before and realize that God is always with us. You either believe his word or you don't. He said he's never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you. And even when we don't feel it, aren't you grateful that it's not about what we feel, but what about we know in his word? So as we sing today and say, God, sometimes I struggle. I've got to know that you're with me. You're with me in the storm. You're with me in the fire. You're with me when nobody else in this world is there. I know you're with me. How many guys know that we can declare that this morning and say, God, you're with me. So if you worship from that place and you worship from that truth, just know, you know what happens is you're going to start to feel the presence of God. I promise you. But just give him praise. Even when you don't feel like it, give him praise. It feels like you're all alone because we're going to declare God's goodness. And when the whole world abandons us and forsakes us and leaves us, there's one that will never leave us and never forsake us. And his name's Jesus. Give him a praise offering. Thank you, Jesus. There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be in this reckoning I know I will never be alone There is another in the fire Standing next to me, there is another in the water, holding back the sea. Should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free, there is a cross that bears the burden, where another died for me. There is another in the fire. Come on. There is another in the fire. In the furnace, I know that He is able. Thank you, Jesus. And my knee will only bow to Him. And should I fall in the space between? Where I used to be in this reckoning I know I will never be alone There is another in the fire Standing next to me There is another in the water Holding back the sea Should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set There is another in the fire Standing next to me There is another in the water Holding back the sea Should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears a burden 
Today, give him a praise offering. Come on, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it. Come on, if you're gonna do it, do it. Come on, come on, give him praise. Come on, house, give him praise. Come on, Thrive Church. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. God, you're great. Woo! Lord, you're great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're free. Thank you, God, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look free. Turn to your second choice and say, now, can I teach you some Spanish? Can I teach you some? Look at your neighbor and go, hey, I say you're looking good. And then you may be seated. Amen. Thank you for coming to God's house today. I know every one of you have choices where you could worship. I just need to tell you, Art, thank you. And Lauren, thank you. And I look across the auditorium and I see so many. Tommy, thank you. And your beautiful bride, thank you. Zena, thank you all. Just thank you for being here. And I, I got into names and I shouldn't have. Because some of you are waiting to say, oh, Pastor Bo didn't say my name. Well, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Isn't God amazing? God's so good. God's so good. You know, we're going to, the, the men are going to prepare right now. You know, when we serve the family, it shouldn't be a surprise to the ushers. They should be ready to go, and you should be ready to go the last Sunday uh, of the month. And you know we're going to take communion, and we prepare for that. We prepare our hearts. And my mind, sister, you that's in that corner over there, your worship blessed me today. And I just want to say thank you. You help me worship because you're getting into it. I, just, I love that. I love to be around people that love to worship. Yeah. And so thank you. I know you're tucked in there and you're thinking no one sees you. I saw you. All right. So go ahead, man. Come and, and serve the family. Take the, the juice and the cup and the bread. Hold on to it for a second. Because I just want to speak a, a, some life into you today. For the last few days, I've been reading Matthew 26. I want you to write it down before you get your communion cups. There's something about writing something down, and then you read it later. And and let that life get into you. The words that are in the Bible are life. They're quicker, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it gets into those areas that you can't work in. All right? How many of you need some work on your life? Raise your hand. Okay, if someone didn't raise your hand, help them. Yeah, some of you ought to be raising every paw you have, all right? Because we all need work in our lives. Every one of us, until you, until you step into glory, God's working on us. And brother, you look so good. And, and you, I'm telling you, I, I praise God for your faithfulness to the house of God. Thank you. Your whole family. Please tell Gino and Lauren I love them, okay? But, uh, and I hope they're doing well. I pray for them. But, you know, it's not, it's just not a, a, an act. Christianity is not an act. It's not a religion. It's about a relationship, Michael. It's about a relationship. So get your mind off. This isn't a, a traditional, yes, the Lord set this in, in the church. Holy Communion. So hold on to those sacraments. Hold on to them. The Lord set this. I didn't. The Lord put this. That we're to, he said, do this often and do it as remembrance. So as we do this, we remember what God has done. How many of you can remember one thing God has done for you this last week? Amazing. You know, I, I, Art, I really got to think about... Um, I, I'm helping people right now. I'm, I'm actually serving people that can't get around very good anymore. If you got yourself ready for church this morning, be thankful. If you could drive yourself to church, I don't like that noise. If you could drive, if you drove yourself to church, hey man, if you can drive, be thankful. If you can tie your shoes, be thankful. For me, I got to cut back on tamales because you know I got to sometimes. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just thankful, you know. But I'm just thankful for, for the Lord. But I'm, I'm reading in, in Matthew 26 as we prepare uh, for communion this morning. And I, I, I'm a visual guy. And so when I read it, I put myself there. I, I, I say, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? And in Matthew 26, I read that Jesus 
at the right time. There's a whole lot of talking going on. Are you guys partying back there? I want to join you. Jesus speaks to the disciples and he says, now is the time and you need to go. Ushers, use your voice, soft voices. But he said, he said, now is the time. Go to a certain man's house. Go into that house. It's amazing. Go into that house and tell him that I need to use your house. Is God using your house? Is God using you? You know, God uses whatever we make available to him. And my prayer is, is God is using everything you have because he wants, in the time we're living, that God wants to use you. And anytime God uses you, it gets uncomfortable. I got one. uh. You know, it's uncomfortable when God says, I want to use you. It's uncomfortable saying, I want to use your house. Because if Jesus knocks on your door, the first thing you want to do is, can I clean the house first? No, he wants to come in and help you clean. And that's what he does for us. Even this whole thing about communion is about inviting God to come in and letting letting him do some construction work inside of you. Let him do the cleaning. And that's why we open the door for everybody, you know, to take communion with this. Well, I'm not, I don't feel holy today. It's not about that. It's about him. It's about examining our lives and, and before you take it. And say, if, you, if the Lord speaks to you, hey, you need to clean that up. Then before you take it, you need to say, Lord, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Forgive me. God, you're good. And, and you can forgive me and, and cleanse it up. Anyway, so he sends his disciples there. And here's the cool thing. The man doesn't, add, in my Bible, the man doesn't say, well, you know, uh, uh, now's not the right time. Or come back later. The man just says, it's yours. It's yours. So the disciples go in and they prepare for the Lord's Supper, the, the Last Supper. And they go in and they prepare everything. And then here comes Jesus with the 12 disciples. And they're sitting at the table. Uh, please make room for people if they come in. All right, just slide over. Yeah, there you go. And uh, make sure we serve communion to those people, guys. And so uh, I'm being an usher right now. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. And so they're there. And Jesus drops a bomb on him. And he says, in, in just a few days, I'm going to die. And I'm going to give my life, you know, f- for you. And they're hearing this. And how, I mean, if you know, they're trying to comprehend this. They've seen him do so much. And here you're going to die and leave us. And so Jesus then says, when the shepherdess... They, the shepherd has been killed. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep is going to scatter. Do you remember what Peter said? He says, I'll never leave you, God. I'll never deny you. And then the Lord looks at Peter and says, Peter, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to say you didn't know me. And here's Peter. You know, he's the one that's, that's always close to the Lord and sees Jesus do everything. He's one of the three that are so intimate with the Lord. And I thought to myself, God, am I like Peter today where I'm denying you in some area of my life? Am I God? Am I denying you over my, my, over my family and how I'm acting? Am I denying you over my finances? Am I denying you and not giving you access into my life? 
So here's Peter saying, I'm not going to do it. And you all know he denied Christ three times. And then Jesus, what he does is he says, you know, guys, one of you is going to betray me. And you've dipped your bread in the same cup as me. And every one of them looked at Jesus said, every one of them, read it. It says every one of them, it says they said, is it I, is it I, is it I? All 12 of them, Lord, is it I? Am I the one that's going to turn you over to be killed? And, and Judas, do you believe with me Judas had a choice at that time? I know Jesus had to go and die for our sins. Somehow, some way, he was going to go to the cross and die. But I believe Judas had a choice. And he didn't have to do it. And some of you have a choice today. You don't have to do something that you are choosing in your mind to do. Is that making sense to anybody in the house? You don't have to clap. But give me a little bit of Yoketo Taco Bell. You know what I'm talking about. You don't have to go through something that you've set up in your mind you're going to do and you're doing it and you're out of the will of God. You've made up your mind that this is, this is how I'm going to act. This is the way I'm going to be. And it's not pleasing to God. You guys are scaring me. I'm going to go over here, you know, and talk to this bunch. He just, he just, I, I'm just, some people make up their mind. I'm just done with this relationship. Don't you ever say you're done with God's people. Don't you ever say you're done with anything that God has blessed you with. If you want God to continue to bless it, everybody look at me. You're going to surrender that to God and you'll surrender yourself to God and say, God, your will be done. And that's exactly what Jesus did. You know what happened to Judas? Because of that choice that he made. And I pray that he, I wish you would have chose life instead of death. And today, before you take communion, what I'm trying to tell you today is I pray that you're going to choose life. When you're at home and when you're alone and you're around people, God's trying to help you be the best that you can be. But some of you are kicking back today. Okay? Just let God have his will in your life. Because God's counting on you for your family. Wow. Think about that. You're at, a, a, you're at a crossroads. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. God, have your way in me. God, have your way in me. God, speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. I want to be chosen. I want to be handpicked. I want to please you, Lord. God, I want to please you. And if you're at home today, get, get some sacraments. Get, get a, something to drink and a cracker and just join us in communion. Run to the refrigerator. Get something. that Get some bread. Whatever you have and take communion with us today. So God's speaking to us right now already in the service. And so Jesus goes to the Mount of Olives. It said they went. And then he told his disciples. And folks, it's in the Bible. It's there. And I love the whole story. And there's more than what I'm telling you right now. 
Isn't this something how the Lord was so direct with Peter? Isn't this something? And, and, and even in this story, he told his disciples, you guys pray, pray with me. Because I'm going to go over here and I need, to, I need to take care of some kingdom business. And sometimes you've got to separate yourself, sir, to do some kingdom business. Amen. You know, you've got to leave the crowd. Amen. Isn't it cool? You always want to drag people with you. Come on, I don't want to do this alone. God says, no, you, sometimes you need to do it alone. You need to go through something alone. I want to amen myself, baby. Okay. Amen, Pastor Bo. Thank you, Brother Bo. Sometimes you need to do things alone. You got yourself in, in, in the mess alone. Oh, that didn't go over. But, you know, just you need to get it out, get yourself out of it alone. Lord, use me right now, I pray. I want to be close to you, Lord. Speak to me, speak to me, Lord. I want a relationship with you, Lord. I want to be used of you, Lord. So he goes to the garden, and he's, and he's away from the disciples. He's praying, Lord, I don't want to face this. I don't want to face this, God, and I know you're with me. But, God, this is so hard. But then he says this, nevertheless, your will be done. But, God, if there's any way that I don't have to drink this cup and, and do this, but it's not about me. May your will be done and your kingdom come. Then he gets up. This is so amazing. I think the Lord is, I don't think the Lord is sitting right now in the times that it, where we are in America. There's too many of his people that are, that are hurting right now. And I believe the Lord is standing right now. And he gets up and he goes just like he went to his disciples. And he goes to his disciples and says, couldn't you pray? And sometimes when you pray, God can turn things around. And he went to the disciples. And he said, couldn't you pray for one hour? <laughs> Have a prayer meeting and nobody shows up. Can we do something at Stride Church? Can we be people of prayer? Can we just, can we, come on, everybody. Can we be people of prayer? And I think you are praying. Because I'm seeing God do some amazing things in people's lives. Let's be people of prayer. So he goes back. He does it three times. And then finally he says, you know what? It's time. And then the Roman soldiers came. But you know, when Peter said, I'll never deny you. I'm thinking of the story that when, when Jesus looked at Peter and he says, Peter, you know what? Satan wants to take you out. He wants, in fact, he keeps coming before God and he said, he's wanting God to remove his protection over your life. He's wanting to remove God's care over your life. In fact, he wants to sift you as wheat. Now, now put up Romans 8, would you guys, for me? I want you to read this scripture with me because this is so important. Read it with me. Who then will condemn us? Nobody. How many of you know there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus? If there's condemnation, it's you saying it about yourself or someone is saying it to you. And guess what? According to that scripture, scripture, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you're set free. 
Okay, the Lord has got you covered. Isn't that a great word? God's got you covered. But it goes on and says, for Christ Jesus, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting, what? Look at this, in the place of honor at God's right hand. Wow. And then I like this. He's pleading for you. And even though he said to Peter, the enemy wants me to lift, wants to lift, uh, wants God to lift his hand off you. He does uh, off the care and protection. But he said this to Peter, but I'm praying for you. And can I tell you, he's praying for all of you too. He's interceding. He's our great intercessor. And so you know what? God has got you covered. Will you do me a favor? Don't run out from underneath that covering. I know some of you are trying to run out there right on the edge. I see it's covering. It's got, but. (laughs) It was funny up here. Okay, all right. And some of you are just playing. God says, no, you stay under my covering. You stay under that covering and let me protect you. But he said that over Peter. And Peter, I believe, finally hit him and says, I got to, I want to stay. Because you know what later happened to Peter, even though he denied Jesus and he was by the fire? Come on, don't get yourself all caught up and get warmed up by the world's fire. Because there's a holy fire God wants to fill you with. Woo! <laughs> there's a holy fire that God wants to put inside of you. And there's some new passion that God wants. Just get by God's fire. That other fire is going to go out. I love my preaching. That other fire is not going to last very long. That wood pile is going to run out. But how many of you know God's more than enough? He never runs out. There's enough wood. Hot diggity dog. He'll keep that fire burning inside of you. You know, just get next to God's fire. And someone said, you know Jesus? Oh, I know him, man. You should know what's going on inside of me. Hello. You know, and so God, it says, I'm praying for you. And so today, today, Thrive Church, he's got us covered. Yeah, amen. God's got us covered. Let's take the bread. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Any worshipers in the house? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, you're good to me. God, you're good to me. And oh, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And Jesus picks up the cup. And he prays over the bread. He says, this is my body. Take, eat. And as you take it, remember me. So, Lord, as we eat this bread today, bless it to our bodies. Lord, thank you for the wonderful things. We'll never forget the good things you've done for us. Bless the bread to our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and eat the bread. Amen. Fathers, we hold the cup. In fact, Jesus picked up the cup at that table when he was with his disciples. And he told his disciples, drink all of it. All of it. 
Keep drinking in my covenant. Keep drinking in the fresh, the fresh water. Keep drinking in my love. Keep drinking in. Take it in. Take it in. And so, Lord, today as we hold the cup, it's symbolic of your precious blood. I ask you to bless our family today. Bless our people, God, as we take this cup. We do this in remembrance of you. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and drink the juice. And everyone said amen. Pass those cups to the center aisle. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. If you know the song, sing with me. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Oh, my Jesus, Jesus. Is all I need. Give the Lord praise this morning, everybody. Go ahead. Thank you. Amen. One more time. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Man, it's so good to see this crowd here today and uh, to know that we're here just to worship God. We're going to continue to worship God as we give to the Lord. And uh, by a show of hands, and this is not a trick question, by a show of hands, um, how many guys believe this statement? Put it up, Noden, that whatever you do, always give 100%. How many guys have been taught that by a show of hands? All right, put put up the next one. Unless you're donating blood. You, <laughs> you could do that, but we'll be having a service for you here at Thrive Church a few days later. Now, why do we say that? Because that's something we've been taught growing up. That's what my dad would say. He would say, you know what, just do things 100%, son, 100%. And uh, we just, we, we don't always do that. But that's like an example of, of when I think about tithing and I think about what, what we just did with communion, when you look at that cross and you look at what Jesus did, he literally gave 100% of himself, not 98, not 99, but literally 100% of his life so that we could have forgiveness and salvation and atonement 100%. And yet I gave that example, like, whatever we do, do it 100%, unless you're donating blood. And then when God knows what we need in our life. And when it comes to this time of giving, God says, you know what, it's called a tithe because it, it represents the tenth. It's a tenth of your life. And he's like, I'm not asking for 100% of everything you have, but it all belongs to the Lord. Somebody say, amen. 
He's like, just like as you're going to donate blood, if you give 100% of it, it's over. You're done, you know. But God says, I just need what I'm asking of you, and I want you to be obedient to that. And yet, how many of us don't do you? We need to be 100% obedient to the Lord. Somebody, we need to get that in our heart. We need to be 100%. God's like, I know what you need to, to survive and to just make it through. And so this is what I'm always asking God, like, Lord, just, just if, if you want all of me, if you want 100%, I mean, I'm yours, God, whatever you're asking. And I always ask God, what are you asking of me? What do you want? And he's like, when it comes to the tithe, 10%. When it comes to offerings or being a blessing to others, do you guys believe God speaks to your heart? It's not a pastor. It's not a, it's not a person. It's not even the emotions of the situation. But that's the role of the Holy Spirit to say, this is what I need from you right now. And as long as we're 100% obedient, God will dictate to us what he's calling of us and what he's asking of us. But I love this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. We always want to share scripture as we give to the Lord. Put it up there, Noden. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10, and it says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. I love that. I love that idea that, that that's what God asks us. And he says, for this, you know, just just tithe and give that tenth. And if there's anything beyond that the Holy Spirit talks to us with offerings, just do that. But as you're driving down the street and you see a need, you know, it shouldn't be based off of, you know, anything else, not your human thoughts, but the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, when I ask you to do something, I want you to do it fully, 100%. So that's what we're trying to do here is just honor God and say, Lord, I'm so grateful, God, that I can serve you with everything I try to do. I want to give 100%. If you're asking 10%, I want to do it 100%. How much sense does that make? If, if, if God is challenging me to share my fries with my wife from Chick-fil-A, I'm not sure where I'm at with that. You might need to pray for me. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what God's telling her to take from my fries, but I know what she's trying to take from them. But whatever it is in my life, God, what are you, what are you asking of me? I want to listen to God. I want to obey him 100%, and I'll let God deal with the rest. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let's pray, church family. Lord, we thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord, and just helping us understand what 100% obedience looks like to you, God, and just that you're speaking to us always, Lord. So as we give today, we ask that you would take that we, what we bring to you. You would take it, and you would bless it, and you would multiply it, God, and you would use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, please take a moment and watch these announcements. To celebrate fall, Thrive Youth is hosting an all-church family fun fest on October 15th at 3 o'clock p.m. Bring the whole family out for games, a hayride, line dancing, a chili cook-off, and lots of photo ops. It's going to be a great night and you don't want to miss it. Attention ladies, September 26th will begin a new book study, Adamant by Lisa Bevere. You don't want to miss it as we'll explore how to find truth in a universe of opinions. Stop by the kiosk in the lobby to get signed up and learn more about Thrive Women. Mark your calendars now for the Thrive Marriage Conference to become one Saturday, October 1st, right here at Thrive Church. If you want encouragement, affirmation, or help with your marriage, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a fun day full of exciting topics, door prizes, and a grand prize given by our special guest speakers, Pastor Bo and Teresa. A continental breakfast and lunch will be served and child care is provided. Early bird pricing is available, so don't wait to register. 
Stop by the kiosk in the lobby for all the details. God wants your marriage to thrive, so come expecting to receive just what you need. Are you ready for a breakthrough? Let's agree together for spiritual growth, breakthrough, and increase. Mark your calendar to join together with your Thrive Church family for 21 days of fasting and prayer. Breakthrough 21, October 1st through the 21st. Kind, compassionate, joyful, energetic, charismatic. Do you know who I'm talking about yet? Generous, anointed, consistent, wise, enduring and endearing, strong and loving. That's right, I'm describing Pastor Bo and Teresa, and they deserve to be honored. We will be celebrating them for serving Thrive Church as the senior pastors for 25 years at the Silver Celebration. On October 23rd, we will have just one very special service at 10 a.m., and then there will be an open house that afternoon at the Westminster Rec Center from 1 to 4 p.m. Church family, join in the fun! Let's make a memory together as we kick up our heels and bless our pastors. Make plans now to be part of the official ribbon cutting as we open our new street and parking lot October 8th at 12 p.m. We'll celebrate with an outdoor lunch provided by Thrive Church immediately following. Bring your lawn chair and wear your smile because it's going to be a fantastic day. P.S. If anybody knows where I can find some of those giant scissors, call the office. Praise God. All right. Are you here to worship the Lord this morning? Amen. My name's Teresa. This is Pastor Bo. Um, we welcome you to Thrive Church. You know, I uh, shared this in the first service. You know that picture where I'm wearing the kind of striped jacket or whatever, and Pastor Bo's laughing and He's laughing at me, by the way, because I probably cracked him up over something. But that's a miracle picture. Um, Pastor Jake shows that picture a lot with me wearing that jacket. Um, it was a rainstorm that day. But that it, picture actually um, is the day after Pastor Bo was in a horrible automobile accident. Uh, he and my two sons we're driving, and the, and the boys were like, come on, Dad, let's go to a, um, I don't know, it was like Star Wars or something like that movie. And they were going to like a midnight showing of it, and they were driving over here in the north area, and a woman was on her phone, and she ran a red light and broadsided um, Pastor Bo, and they all three ended up in the hospital without going to the movie, and uh, he had a neck brace on and a concussion and didn't quite know where he was or who he was. And so the very next day, he was to perform a wedding for Tony Tanguma. I remember that, Betty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be funny. Okay. Uh, my name's Teresa for you that are visiting. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> When we were at that wedding, it was interesting. I had to keep kind of directing him. You need to stand here, and you need to go here. And, and I had to drive him there because he couldn't drive and everything. So I don't know if he's laughing crazy in that picture because he doesn't even know who I am. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's actually, every time I see that, I am reminded of the power of Almighty God that spared his life and my son's lives in that horrible accident. So 
I think he was just excited to have a cute brunette chauffeur that night is why he was smiling so big. But we welcome you to Thrive Church. And if you are here for the first time, welcome. We want you to feel the presence of Almighty God. Amen. want you to feel right at home and, and like you're amongst friends and family. And so at the conclusion of today's service, if you are visiting with us, we would love to give you a gift. And so as you exit the building, there is a beautiful um, group of people at our Welcome Center, and they'll present you with a gift. Are you visiting with us today? Can you wave at me just a little bit? Oh, there's a lot of visitors. Yeah. Stop by. Get your gift. It's an awesome gift. We have homemade um, gifts in there and all kinds of things for you. So please stop by as you're leaving the sanctuary today. I want to give a shout out to to Mike and Angelica for yesterday. Halo's closet and their beautiful beautiful I, i'm still i'm still riding in that glory guys that uh, that was so amazing such a beautiful what time we experience and i'm i told mike uh, uh angelica i'm still uh, i was i'm still affected by that whole night last it was night. beautiful yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And she brought forth a truth that I really hadn't thought about, about, about the clothing and, and how when people are in shame, how they rip their clothing and they tear their clothing, or if they're um, grieving, that they would tear their clothing. If you read the word of God or um, how God would clothe us with righteousness or, and that he would remove those garments of shame and then he would p- clothe us in righteousness. And, and as I was leaving there, I was reading the scripture in um, Isaiah 62 that says that put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And so many of us come into the church and we've gone through a rough week, right? And we've got problems, whether it be financial, marital, physical, um, emotional, um, certain texts that we get on a random everyday basis. And, and so many things that kind of pull us down and cause us to be heavy. You know, God says that you're burdened and you're heavy laden. You know, come unto me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden. And so this morning, I'm asking you to exchange your garments. Change your clothes this morning. Take away that spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise and enjoy the presence of Almighty God this morning. God bless you and we love you. I love that. Everybody get on your feet. Bounce up on your feet. And, and greet about three people around you. Move, go, say hi to them. Make sure, introduce yourself. Make sure we're family. God bless you for coming today. Shake hands. Give them a high five. Give them a holy hug. Give them a holy hug. Make sure, make sure everybody's greeted. Make sure the people around you are greeted. Please make sure of that. I count on you to do that, that you've made sure everyone around you is being greeted. Yeah. Everybody good? Okay, let's focus on the Lord. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. 
just to be close to you. Jay, can you get on the piano, please, for me real quick? Yeah, turn on the piano. It's important that we've went through all the announcements, and I'm going to mention some other stuff, but I need you to switch gears with me, and everybody focus on our Creator for just a moment. Amen. Listen to this. Doesn't that sound beautiful? Doesn't that sound beautiful? You're going to be more beautiful when you sing this with me. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. That's my desire. Come on, everybody, put your hands up. Just to be close to you. Oh, yeah, give it to him. Just to be to you just to be close to you that's my desire ladies would you sing it all the ladies come on ladies just come on sing it over us man we need it come on ladies just to be come on ladies Come on, ladies, give it all you got. Pour it over us is my desire. put some worship. Come on, just sing this song while your hands are up. Oh Lord, I want to be close to you. I want your life. I need your love, Lord. I need you, Lord. I want to be close to you. I want to be my desire Lord yes Lord I want to be close to you Amen so Lord this morning I bow my I bow my knees before you and I say God there's so many prayers Desiree needs our prayers Felix needs our prayers. Rebecca. There's so many, God, that need our prayers this morning. And the people need prayer this morning. And I know we've already taken communion, but I bow before my great creator and say yes to God, your will to be done in people's lives. I pray for my brothers and sisters today. I pray for Lauren. I pray for Gino. I pray, God, that you'll heal her body because the enemy is out to destroy our health. But I, I, I break that in the name of Jesus. And the people that need healing and deliverance today, people that need to come back to you, God, today, people that have never experienced your incredible love and forgiving heart, 
How you forgive us, God. Even when we don't deserve it, God, you forgive us. I pray over our nation today, God, just for a moment. And I ask you, God, God, there's people that are lifting up America to you. God, we pray for more grace, more mercy. God, don't come until more people are saved. Even though I want you to come, God. Lord, I have my family still. There's people that need to be saved. People that need to come back. I pray, God, that you give us wisdom, God, to do what we need to do in the the times we're living. I pray that you'll keep marriages, people in love. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll keep people in love, marriages, a man and woman. God, keep them together in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen. God, keep families together. And everybody said amen. Let your spirit move in this house. And everybody said amen. Pour out your love. And everybody said amen. Pour out your grace. Pour out your mercy. Pour out your healing power, God. Pour out your spirit, God. On this place and in our city, God. And in our families. Pour out your spirit. And help us all, God, surrender to you. And say, thy will be done in our lives. And God, thank you for answering our prayer today. And touching people that need to be touched. And and those that are watching, God, online. God, I lift my hands to them right now. And God... You can move through that TV right now or that that phone or that iPad or that computer and touch those that need, God, your peace. Amen. You can give them, God, the breakthrough that they need. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless them today in Christ's name. Amen. And amen and amen and amen. Amen. Give God praise. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Pastor Jake and Ian. Ian, I can't do without you, buddy. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You may be seated. I want you to open your Bibles, please, to uh, Ephesians 3.20. I'm going to be going through a series of sermons on faith, ever-increasing faith, increasing our faith. And that's been the word increasing. I believe we're in a season that God's trying to increase, that God is increasing so much in our lives increasing your abilities some of you are doing things today that you never thought you would ever do in your whole life you have to believe that you have to believe by faith that God is stretching you a little bit and he's doing that because he needs you to step in to your calling isn't it true that said I've called you by name I've appointed you I've declared over you who you are. You're an ambassador, and we heard a sermon on that. Everybody hear me. God, it's by faith, and I'm trying to, we'll be preaching messages on faith. Here we're going into a time of Breakthrough 21, and here's, I looked over at Mike, and we have all these celebrations coming up, right? And then we're going to be eating at every one of those celebrations, how is that going to work? Well, what you're going to do is on Sunday, you're going to break your fast. You'll eat with the family if you choose to. It's going to be up to you. And then, we're, and then you go back into your fasting. And, I, and honestly, I pray that every one of you, you want something that you've never had before, go into the fasting time with us. You fast. You fast food and you spend time in prayer. You fast something. Some of you need to get off your phones. Fasting, 
Amen. All right. You know, fasting really is for food. You get you you uh, you make up your mind. You're you're maybe going to eat a light breath, breakfast and then not eat the rest of the day. But that rest of the day, your mind is focused on God and what he. Uh, and, and something that you need in your life. You've been praying over something. You fast, and I believe that time of fasting and prayer, you're going to see a breakthrough. That's, that's why we call it Breakthrough 21. Some of you need to break out, break through, and during that time, let God work in your life. And everyone said, praise the Lord. I know it's not easy. Trust me. I know. I get the headaches just like all of you, and then I smell that food, you know. Isn't it amazing how full restaurants are today? And you know what controls us a lot? Food, you know, and we need to break that. Can I have just one amen? Amen. And, you know, some of you, this is your king. Well, that didn't go over. That's why they have buffets. Some of you go to that buffet three times a week. Some of you go to the hill to just get the buffet. Some of you stop going to the hill, you have more money. I feel like someone just ripped off my arm by saying that, all right? Mm-hmm. I was driving down uh, Sheridan, and I was headed uh, to, be, uh, to, to be blessed by the ministry, Halo's ministry. And I thought, I, 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 I went under 76, and I was on Sheridan, and, and I looked over at this one area, and, and it's an older, uh, uh, like, industrial industrial area or there's some shops and there's some stores and I thought why is it so full I thought did someone start a church you know it was just full and then I saw a bus and people were in line I wish people were in line to come to church but they were in line getting on that bus because they're going to the hill okay let's move on all right but God, God has placed you strategically. So let me give you this scripture. Uh, in um, here, Here's the, the topic today. And this is an introduction, all right, introduction for what we're going to be going into this next week. Believing God for big things. Believing God for big things. Some of you have stopped believing for some reason. Some of you just said, well, I guess this ain't for me. I'm telling you, if you're... If you've asked Christ to come into your heart, you have all access to him, and he wants you to start believing for big things. And that's the way his DNA is inside of you, believing God for big things. We hear this scripture a lot in Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able. Say, God is able. God is able. To carry out his purpose. God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for your life. He's given you unique abilities. Gifting. Gifting. Some of you have amazing gifts. This week I experienced it so, so very much. The, uh, watching people being used of God. I watched, I, I watched Mike and Angelica be used. And it was scary for them. To step out in faith, to do a fashion show, step out in faith and do it their way. It wasn't, it wasn't all about looks. It was about what you're putting on. And they were trying to tell us, stop putting on the world and put on Christ. 
And let God and find your identity in Christ. Did I get it right? Yeah. I, to find out who you are in the Lord. Some of you are so gifted. There is a purpose. And he is able. Is able. You know that, that word able. Every, write that word down. And when you look at the definition of able in the Greek, the word is dunemai. Uh, do my denemo, deneme, double, come on. Denemai, denemai. Sometimes I, I think Spanish, sometimes I don't know why. There's not an S behind it. But it means this to be capable. God is able. It means He's capable. God's capable of taking care of you, He's capable of seeing you through things that you're, that it's in your heart, your desire, whatever it is to be a business owner, whatever it is, God's able. He is capable. Another word that God is strong enough to do it. God is so strong. And here's another one that he is all powerful. That's what that word means. It means that God is capable. God is strong enough And that he is all powerful. And some of you need to get locked into that today because he wants to use you. And wherever he places you, he'll give you the ability to finish it in Jesus' name. Let me finish reading this. God is able to carry out his purpose and do super, that word is so amazing, super abundantly more than all that we dare to ask, think, if infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is, that is at work in us. There's a power working in you. Can I give you a little illustration? And you're going to be able to see this. Dim the lights a little bit. I want you to see this. I got to go Friday night to Gavin's football game. And it's Jake and Jill's son, Gavin. And I'm telling you, I experienced something. And I want you to see the abilities and, and now, this is his ability. What's God's purpose for you? What's his abilities that he's put, it in you, put in you? So I want you to see this. He's number 12. Is that right? Number 12. Watch this young man right now. Watch this. See him? He's in the blue. Number 12. Okay, how many of you know that word replay? Replay it again. All right. Watch this. And I'm doing this because God, that's, this is display of God's ability inside the show. Now, when you see Gavin most of the time, he's moving pretty slow. I bet he's slow cleaning his room. I bet he's slow, you know, in, in probably everything he does. But there's something that happens when you use your gift, something kicks in. And I just thank God when I watched that, I got tired running. Because I was running with him. Let's sit in the pictures, man. I said, go! And, and I was doing that. I said, Run! And I believe the Spirit of God is yelling at the church saying, go with your gifting now. Go with the abilities inside of you. And they're all different. Now, he's on a football field. 
But you could be on a piano. You could be standing up or singing. You could be serving. And it's supernatural, uh, that uh, super abundant power that God wants to interject inside of you. You embrace that, and it's time to go, church, and do what he's called us to do. Give God praise in the house. All right? The Spirit of God is saying, go! Use it! You've been holding back. It's time to go. It's time to let God use you. If it's teaching, if it's witnessing, sharing your testimony, whatever it is, God said, it's go time. And you've got the ball. Get going. And nothing will stop you. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that will stop you if you believe that. Carry what I'm putting inside of you. Carry it, get it, and go. Let me use you for the honor and glory of God. Take what he's put in you. You may just be someone that encourages somebody. Maybe it's it's blessing somebody. You're sitting here today, and just in your mind, you're thinking, God, are you telling me to give somebody $50? Y'all want 50 bucks, I can tell, amen, all right? It's me, it's me. (laughs) Use that with God. And maybe just coming along somebody. You could be someone's armor bearer. You could be someone just, I'm going to walk through this with you. That's it. I'm just going to be here for you. I did two funerals this week. This this week was so full of wonderful things that I got to pour my heart out to people and be a blessing to people. Two funerals. We dedicated children on Wednesday night right here. And it was five beautiful babies that we got to dedicate to the Lord. But there's people that you need to come alongside. You don't know what that person's going through next to you. Maybe by you connecting with someone, just some, when you need that person, buddy, they could come up and pray for you. you maybe you're a prayer warrior. And, and, and you're just, your simple little prayer can get someone through the most difficult time in their life. Amen. Using your gifting. I love what God is putting in our children and young people. I love seeing the young people up here on on the platform, hearing what God is doing in the youth ministry and children's ministry. It reminds me of a story of a little girl that was on a a, a jet. She was a Christian little girl. And her daddy taught her to always take her Bible with her. So she had a little her little bag and she pulled out her bag, pulled out her Bible out of her out of the bag. And there was a businessman sitting next to, to this little girl. And he looked over at her, and, and she had her Bible, and she was reading it. And, and the guy says, do you really believe what you're reading? Do you really believe that? And the little girl says, yes, I do. With everything within me, I believe it. And the businessman then said, do you, really believe, do you believe that Jonah was swallowed by the well? And that little girl looked at him. She goes, well, actually, it was a big fish. <laughs> okay, okay, big fish, he says. Do you really believe he's, 
he's in heaven. Do you really believe that Jonah is in heaven? She says, yes, I do. Of course I do. And one day, I want to meet him there. And the businessman said, well, what if he isn't there? She says, well, then you meet him. What boldness. How many of you know that little girl believing in a big God? And she had faith in that big God. She knew who God was in her life. And I'm believing that's the way God is, what he's doing in our lives today. This last week, I, was, I, was, I got up on Monday morning. And you can call it whatever you, whatever you want to call it. I'm just telling you, I got up Monday morning. And I know that we have big vision here. Thrive Church has, has, believes in God big. We have to. Amen. We live in a community. We've got to believe God. And I believe he wants us, us to do big things. We've got to have faith to do big things. And we're never going to stop. Amen, amen. You know, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep with the food bank. You know, we're building a new building. That's our plan. We're believing that we're going to have a new building soon. Over 5,000 square feet that Angie can pack that thing through uh, with food and give it away and clothes. And not just in the morning, but at night. That's her ministry. That's her desire. I can't wait to get Angie out of this building. Amen. <laughs> because she has, a big, she has big dreams. And I, I'm saying, you keep dreaming big. And you dream big, God is a big God, and he's going to take care of it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how, where it's going to come from. But you dream big. You ask big. We always ask big. I'm so thankful that that parking lot, we're going to have that, that ribbon cutting and dedicate that to God. Listen to this. It's all paid for. Listen, it's all done, folks. It's amazing. We, the landscaper still has to get in there and do some work. We're still working with the city over th- some things. But it's going to be all the, the money's in the bank to do the landscaping. Isn't that a mighty big God? Come on, church. Thank him right now. Come on, you've got to dream big and believe big. Yeah. We pray big prayers. You, and, and we just got to believe. Monday morning I get up and it's, it's my day off. And, I, and so I get up and, and I, I go to Neater's. I pick up bread because I, I, I pick up bread over there. I deliver bread to people and, and uh, it's fresh. It was, smells good. My car smells like bread. <laughs> I wish it was homemade tortillas. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got up Monday morning and and I, can I, please, and God is no respecter of people, Jill. What he does for me, he can do for you. What he does for this ministry, he can do for your family. But I got up and I said, God, I just want you to know that we've got some big things that we're wanting to do at Thrive Church. And God, we have not because we ask not. And God, I'm coming to you today and I'm going to ask you for something, God. And I'm going to be real specific, God, because you said I could. I'm your son. I said, God, is it possible that someone could give us $50,000 this week? Thank you very much. And so I said, God, 
Jake, I did. I said, God, I'm believing that somebody this week is going to give us $50,000 to help us with that, that food bank. And it's going to help us build the, the dorms in Ethiopia for our children that need a place to live. And God, you promised me that you're putting this in me, and it scares me, God. See, if it doesn't scare you, it's not from God. Amen. If it doesn't scare you to put on a, on a, a fashion show, it's not God, because you're dependent on him. Amen. And you're dependent on people to come around you and support you. You know, and so I just said, God, is it possible? Well, th- what happened later on that day, we, I knew we were going to have lunch with this couple that I know. And, and folks, uh, you're watching online, God can do this for you as well. And so I'm, I'm, we go and we go to a Mexican restaurant. I never go to a Mexican restaurant and order a quesadilla, maybe for an appetizer. <laughs> it don't happen in this belly. I told you this part's white, but this is brown. <laughs> it's got to have green chili. And beans. You cut me and it's bean juice that comes out. Amen, all right? So I'm, I'm that was funny, Jake. Okay. <laughs> so I... And they ordered quesadillas. I thought, okay, I'm going to order a quesadilla. And we're sitting there eating, and we had such a beautiful time of fellowship. It couldn't have been sweeter. Just to be with other believers. They don't come to this church. But just to be with other Christians and, and just to talk about God's goodness. When they, they kept asking me questions about the ministry, how's the ministry doing? And I said, you know what? I just got to be honest with you. I just feel like I'm so spoiled because I still feel the spirit of God moving inside of me like Amen. never before. Amen. I'm still seeing people get saved, people that need to be rescued out of darkness and change that need to be broken in their life. I just said, I, it's amazing to me that every time we give an altar call, People are getting up and coming to the front and asking God to forgive them. I'm I'm seeing it. I'm experiencing the goodness of God and the love of God in people and, and, and how they need God's love and how they need healing in their families. And I'm I'm hearing it. God is healing lives. And I, I just shared that. What and, and giving out food and, and how we're just doing all that you guys are doing. And I just shared. And and when I got you know, I got up and went to the restroom, got back, and we were getting ready to leave. And, and uh, I saw this man reach into his pocket. And if you're watching today, that was God to me. To ask God for you to do big things and, 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 and God use you. I hope one day I can do this for somebody. But that man slid a check over to me. How much what did I ask God for? I'm telling you, these lips, Jake. I, I asked him, Jake. Jill, I asked him for that. Don't clap yet till I tell you what the check was for, I made out for. <laughs> you serve a mighty big God, everybody. And if he can do it for this ministry... He can do it for you. Just ask him. 
How many of you know he loves you? So much. All he's asking you to do is ask him and be serious about it. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me stop depending on other people. Help me depend on you, God. Help me depend, God, on your strength. Help me, God. Help me to fight to to win the war of my mind of of lust. Help me to break this thing, God. You work in my life like that scripture. He's working, and he'll do above anything you ever. God, help I'm believing you that you're going to set my family member free. Help my business, God. Whatever it is. So that guy slid it. I'm I'm back there again. He slid it over. Jake, I got clothes. Can you and Jill go up and sing a pretty song for me? I need it today. He slid the check over to me. And I flipped that thing over. And it was $50,000 on that check. I about left that quesadilla and took a run. I got to share this. So God wants us to believe big, ask big, declare big. Here's one. And to love big. I've been challenged by that. I was challenged last night. How many of you know the devil wants to just put out your fire? It could be through family. He's, he wants to put out your light. He wants to kill the love that God put inside of you. He wants to kill the love that you have for each other. Are you hearing me? God put you together. And stop listening to the lies. Say, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. God put you together. It's the enemy that comes to destroy things. It's the enemy that tries to destroy your life. Anybody listening today? Destroy your health, whatever it is. Destroy your trust. Trust comes if you'll just trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him in your marriage. Trust Him in your family. Last night, someone came to me after I'd celebrated. It was so amazing. And I... I, I just don't mean to be repetitive in, in, in talking about the fashion show, Angelica and Mike. It was such an amazing time, and I was on this high. I'm still on this high. And what you guys did, because I know it was teamwork, makes the dream work, Mike and Trina, and what recovery, being a part of that recovery road. Afterwards, two ladies came up to me. And I'm not trying to bring this service down, but I'm going to tell you something, how the enemy just comes to put your fire of your faith he wants you he don't want you to operate and believe in God for big things he don't want you to ask God for big things and so two ladies come up to me and they said we've been waiting to meet you and I thought well, okay you know and said can we talk to you privately and everybody needs to hear this online they said, can we talk to you privately? I said, okay. And anytime someone wants to talk privately, you don't know what's coming. 
Anthony. So I said, and I got some chairs, and I pulled it over the end, next, you know, away. And they said, we wanted to meet you because we've heard a lot of bad stuff about you. And it, it kind of took me back a little bit, you know. And they began to tell me what another pastor was saying about me, another a leader. And I, and I, I, I listened, and I, ne- I never said anything negative about the man. And I said, I want you to look into my eyes because my eyes are the window of his soul. I said, my desire is just to love people above anything else. You know what? Sermons, they, you're going to forget sermons, but there's, never, there's one thing you're never going to forget is how someone loves you. And so I said, you know, I, all I want to do is get people to heaven. And, and see people set free from chains and bondages and know the same God that I know because I know how I used to be. And, they, and she began to share with me that this individual was controlling and brought a lot of confusion into their life. This, this, you know, if you call yourself a pastor, then be like Jesus. If you call yourself a Christian, be like Jesus. If you're a teacher and teaching God's word, be like Christ. Then let the Bible, let the Bible think I love you more. But, you know, and I'm not saying this for you to, because, you know, that was, I, listen, my spirit is like a Teflon pan. It ain't going to stick to me. Amen. And here's what happens when people say negative to me, and I can show you a scripture in the Bible, that is, I'm like a Teflon Christian. It hits me and bounces and goes right back on them. Okay, so Listen. I prayed for that young lady and I, because there's some things, she's having a hard time serving God because of what people have said about Pastor Bo. And be careful what you say about people. You're just throwing it out there because you're trying to make yourself look good. But what you're really doing is you're tearing people down. Did you get what I just said? When people start tearing other people down, it's because they have a bad self image. So you know what we do at Thrive Church? May we build people up. And you don't have to build yourself up by tearing other people down. You just lift up the name of Jesus and let him do the lifting up, okay? All right. Okay, so listen. I prayed for that young lady. And I just said, Lord, I break the curse over her life. And I break the words because words are powerful. I said, I'm breaking off the chains off of this young lady because you have a purpose for her life. According to that scripture, you have a purpose for her life. You have designed her life, God. And the enemy is trying to destroy her. And God, I break it off in Jesus' name. And I pray that the same God that I know, she will get to know. And that she'll have the love of Christ inside of her life. Would you bow your heads this morning? I'm done. I got to let you go. You're here today and you need to experience God's love. You've been looking at your own life and you've been saying, God, why was I born? Why am I here, God? What's my purpose? To be a drug addict, God? Is that it? To be an alcoholic? To be be someone that abuses people? God, I know that you've come into, uh, into the world. You sent your son to set us free. From all the change and all the junk, God, that's going on. And I'm asking you today, do you know the God of love? Because that's all he is, is the God of love. And he's come and he's got the keys 
to the chains and the locks that's been holding you in bondage for years. And it's time for you to say, God set me free. And it's through a prayer of salvation. It's, th- you making, it's getting serious about it. Say, God, I'm done. I was abused as a child. And you need to say, it's not going to hold me back any longer. I'm just done with it. God, I'm not going to live in the past. But if you're here today and you need to pray that prayer, Jesus, I need you to set me free. I need you, God, in my life. And if that's you today and you've never said the prayer or maybe you've been away from God and you drifted from God and you're doing the same junk you used to do. Listen, if God set you free from that, he can do it again. And amen. Listen, but you need to be set free today. I just want you to raise your hand. There's people praying for you right now. There's people that have been lifting you up. You need the Lord this morning. You need him in your marriage. You need him in your family. You need him in your life. Come on, lift him up high all over this building. Amen. You need Jesus. You put your hands down. Everybody stand on your feet. Come on, everybody. If you, Mike, help me right now, and pastors help me. If you lifted your hand, can I meet you right down here at this altar? Move right now as Jake and Jill sing. I want you to come. I want to meet you here right now. Get up, move, and get to this altar. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, clap now. If you're not on your way, let them know we appreciate you. Oh, you're beautiful. Should I ever need your mind? But how I've been set free. Come on, come on. Come. Family, don't stop clapping. If you're not coming down here, you ought to be celebrating. This is big stuff today. This is big. It's big. Lives are turning from death to life, from darkness into life. People are being set free. Chains are being broken. If you're out, if you're not on your way out here, will you just stretch your hands forward, please? We believe in a big God here, honey. We believe in a big God that can work in all of your lives. I want you to say this prayer, every one of us in this auditorium, dear God, I need you this morning. Jesus, break the chains in my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart, Jesus, and be my Savior. Be my Lord. I thank you, Jesus, because you're hearing my prayer right now. I choose today life and not death. Thank you, Jesus. I now belong to you. I don't belong to this world, I don't belong to the devil. I'm all yours, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Give God praise in the house, everybody. Come on, shout a little bit. Shout a little bit. Shout a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Now, the best advice, and I'm going to preach on this in the weeks to come he's delivered you from evil but also Jill he wants to deliver you from evil people did you hear what I just said and may we declare over this house that we belong to God and how we speak to people our thinking and I'll get into that next week our thinking needs to be different 
We think in the light and not darkness. But God, you're here today. Let God do a work in you. Some of you need to break off. Hear me. Unhealthy relationships. You're going to always be connected to people. 30 seconds. Listen to this. When I got saved and the guys that I used to party with, Dave, you know what? I partied, man. Mike, this guy right no, right here. Raise your hand, Mike Muir. Was I a partier? You don't have to cheer about it. Or just say yes. If they said party, Sosa was there. If there was beer there, Sosa was there. I was a mess. Well, I, I, had, the, I had the walk and, and everything, but I was a mess. To where one day I was on my way to school. High school. High school. And I was in a, the ugliest. I drove a Maverick. If you See, you don't even know what a Maverick is. God help me. Yeah. So, so I'm driving, uh, and the Spirit of God in my car alone. I heard God, and I wasn't even a Christian. He says, you're an alcoholic, and if you don't stop what you're doing, you're going to destroy your life. And I pulled over to the side of the road, and I was shaking, and I said, God, I'm just done. I'm just done. Now, I want to... God visited me in that car. That's just done. And any habit that you have, if he did it for me in an old lime green maverick, he can do it for you. Are you hearing me? Whatever it is, whatever, whatever's keeping you from running your race, Amy, and I'm just using your name, baby, okay? Uh, that's my problem. I use people's names and they say, but it's probably something jacked up and everything. No, no. I'm just telling you how he spoke to me in the car. And it, I was a mess. And God can do it for all of you. If it's drugs, whatever it is. Can I go a little bit? Some of you have been dealing in your mind. Because we live in a society and the spirit is being unleashed in the society of not being a, who God called you to be. I'm telling in your sexual identity as a man or woman and I, by the authority of Christ, I'm telling you today that I break the chains of all this sexual identity and you are who God created you to be. All right? All right. Get, stay in church, guys. You know, if it isn't this church, get into a church. A Bible-believing church. A spirit-filled, on-fire church for God. Stay there, okay? Then get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go to Jake. Jake's got a lot of money. He'll buy you one, all right? No, no, come to the church. We'll get you one. Sorry, Jake. I'm just... See him smiling? I like that look. We'll get you a Bible, but get in your word. Get plugged in. If you're dealing with unhealthy habits, Pastor Mike and Trina, get to Recovery Road. There's a Bible study that goes on every Sunday at 9.30 downstairs. There's life groups you can get plugged into. Anyway, guys, I love you. There's a card there. If you can, fill it out. Turn it into one of the ushers or at the guest center. One more time as everybody goes back, give God praise. I love you all.
I love y'all. You may go back. Trina, can you come up and, and close in a word of prayer? This is Trina. She's part of Recovery Road. Come up here, son. Give me a hug. Lord, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's your name, buddy? Jesse. Guys, this is Jesse. Jesse, do you love the Lord? Yes. Jesse, what's your last name? Sandoval. Yeah, Jesse Sandoval, you are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God loves you. You know, his mama said, his mama said, he's just been one to, to connect with you. And we did. Put your arm around me. Don't give me some weak little hug. Squeeze a little bit. All right, I love you, buddy. I love you. Go back to your mama. Lord, we give you this day. We thank you for being in your presence today. We can feel the Holy Spirit. We pray that that stays with us all day. And as we go, give us protection, Lord, and just bless us this week and everything that we have to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. I love you more. God bless you all. Thank you for coming. Be a blessing to the people as you walk out. God's family We're at the table Like it's Thanksgiving He's not mad But he loves you madly He can see what you've done But he can see what you will be We're not God's problem We are God's family When the Savior Meets human nature The truth is in your father's eyes And anything else is a lie It's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie When the Savior meets human nature Somehow the world don't seem so
cried in private if you tried to hide it away so no one knows no one will see if you stop believing